Shaven Boys is one of the huge stars of the legal profession. The 79-year-old trial lawyer has no plans to retire, but he is relinquishing management responsibility at his 310 lawyer firm, Boys, Schiller & Flexner. Joining me is Casey Sullivan, editor-at-large for Bloomberg Big Law Business. He spoke to Boys about his plans in an article entitled, David Boys is trying to make his law firm outlive him. Casey, you write that he is one of the most connected litigators in the country. That must be true. But tell us about Boys. Sure. So, I mean, I think uh, as illustrates his connectivity in in the legal market, um, you know, he's represented clients from uh, Harvey Weinstein to the Weinstein Company to the New York Times, which presented a conflict when these sexual harassment and sexual assault allegations emerged in the New York Times. He found himself um, in a situation where he would need you know both the uh, you know his product the production company's uh, consent to be able to advise both uh, the production company and Weinstein. So um, very well connected lawyer. Um, you know if you go back to you know the uh, Bush v. Gore, he advised Al Gore in the recount of the 2000 uh, election, um, among a number of other uh, highly notable cases. He certainly is known to everybody who is in the legal profession or part of it. Now, he is planning to make sure his his law firm outlives him. How is he going to plan how is he planning to do that? So this was a process that stemmed back as far as 2002 and it's really kind of been a gradual process over time the way that he described it to me. Um, the, the firm formed an executive committee initially to spread out management responsibilities throughout the firm. And recently, um, you know, as one of the named partners of the firm is planning to retire, um, by the end of the the year, they're planning to appoint uh, several new members of the executive committee. And at the same time, uh, boys, as well as um, the managing partners of the firm, there are three managing partners total, are relinquishing management responsibilities that includes hiring and promotions and, you know, overall oversight of the firm's caseload. Um, throughout the entire executive committee. Let's talk about the firm and the way he grew the firm, because he grew it very slowly. It grows, it's on a path of slow growth. And he said he aims for less than 3% headcount growth per year. Why is that? Well, what he told me is that, you know, he really wants to focus on quality. Um, you know, the firm has a roughly uh, slightly more than one-to-one associate-to-partner ratio. Traditionally, at these large law firms, um, they leverage uh, cases uh, a lot. Um, and so, you know, there's typically more than, you know, two associates per partner, at least, on these large matters. Um, and so, you know, it's important for him to, to as as the firm grows, uh, to make sure that every single lawyer um, is able to handle uh, the large responsibilities that come comes with these um, really important matters. So he he told me that when he recruits out of law schools and, and you know the the firm recruits from the nation's top law schools that you know he looks for uh, candidates who are willing to take on. Uh, outsized responsibilities that, you know, typically first-year associates wouldn't handle, like kind of like the, uh, you know, document review and more mundane aspects of legal work. That ratio really hit me when I saw that because that's really unusual in, in big law firms in New York. He, What about his work right now? According to your article, he is still working as hard as ever. Yeah, he said that he has no plans to retire and that he remains, you know, working uh, – 
you know, the same hours that he used to. He said that, uh, you know, in relation to the amount of revenue production that he was able to um, accomplish, you know, it's about a, a third of what it was a decade ago. And I think that he said that because, um, you know, to illustrate that the firm is institutionalizing itself and growing beyond just David Boyes as, you know, the prominent name partner that people know for, you know, the top lawyer that people come to for the scandal of the day. Um, and so, you know, there are other partners who are stepping up. Uh, Bill Isaacson is a partner who is handling um, the litigation uh, on behalf of Apple and their antitrust claims uh, with Qualcomm. Uh, Karen Dunn is another uh, prominent partner who is taking the lead on the Uber driverless car program case that they um, are are in litigation with with Wymo. So you know responsibilities are being spread beyond just boys. It's hard to step out of his shadow. That's that's a big a big shadow. Um, in just about thirty seconds, just the the downside of working there. You talked about a litigation partner who wanted to take on more plaintiffs' cases and so left. Yeah. Um, so th- that has actually been an issue for the firm. Um, client conflicts has been an issue, and I think that because David Boyce is so connected uh, with large corporations and uh, a number of clients, um, you know, some lawyers at the firm have felt that their own practices have been uh, limited. Um, and, and I think that that came through with an interview that I had with Philippe Salendi, uh, a partner who left the firm in 2006 that went on, who went on to Quinn Emanuel. Um, he brought uh, a number of lawsuits against uh, the financial services sector after the financial crisis. And uh, it was a case that he wouldn't have been able to We'll have to leave it there. It's a great article. That's Casey Sullivan, editor-at-large for Bloomberg Big Law Business. Coming up on Bloomberg Law, does the Supreme Court have an aversion to math?